Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears, presented by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron, and I will be the bear today, and that leaves Nigel with all the sideways. Yeah, with, <laughs> with all the sideways. That's, that's exactly... I was like, what animal is sideways? A snake? I have no idea. This is... <laughs> well, it could be. It could be. Yeah, so here in Arizona, we've got uh, what's called the um, sidewinder, right? Oh, we do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the sidewinder. Maybe that, that's what this is. Maybe that's what it is because that it's doing that. It's it is just until it just zigzag motion eventually falls off a cliff <laughs> or climbs up a hill. Who knows? You expected me to say say bull though, didn't I you? I did, I did, and I'm assuming other people yeah. who are listening to this Everybody expected the same thing. I, yeah, I've never deviated from that. You yet. haven't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so I, I told you that I wanted to get to both the M2 and the GDP, and I I do. But before that, I want to talk about one other thing because I want to get it out of the way, okay? Um, I've stopped talking to a large degree about the mortgage market, okay? Now, before the mortgage market actually hit a wall, I talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since then, I've talked about it as, all right, we're, we're going to see a creep down and, and things like that, you know? Um, not really excited about the mortgage market if you, if you didn't listen to me before. You know, <laughs> so I don't know if you you've change. experienced the same thing as I have, but when I start talking about home prices falling, and I'm not even talking, I get a lot of resistance. Oh, yeah, I get some angry people at oh, me, yeah. and I'm like, "Whoa, hey, I'm not. It, this isn't a personal attack. This is just a a, a facts and figures." Like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell well, you. So, so we, oddly enough, right? Oddly enough, um, I I once knew a very famous weatherman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was always on the, on the TV and always talking about the weather, you know, and I, I thought nothing of it. I just thought, oh, okay. He's a local celebrity. Yeah. Um, and obviously somebody that knows what he's talking about, uh, cause you know, he got it wrong sometimes, but he got it right a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was talking to him. Turns out that, um, that he will give the news and he's just giving facts of course you know here's what yeah. the doppler is saying and here's what yeah. he said he said that he said that um the station overall gets more threats for weathermen than anybody else any other reporter out really? there yes weatherman hey it's a wedding it's a wedding week or something like that and yeah. you just predicted rain obviously you're the cause yeah that bride's going to kill you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway i just thought i thought it was interesting but yes i i see this exact same thing that you do you start talking about it and it's, you know telling people what they don't want to hear and they get mad at you hey guys it's not you know news is not i bad or good news is news yeah, and, uses and, facts. And just think about it this way. When I was talking to someone the other day about rent, I was like, you know, rental prices are starting to drop because more people can't sell their homes at the price they want. So they're renting their homes, which is right. causing a supply of them, which means that the rent price drops. And by the way, these are facts and figures. Yeah, you, can, has, you can go Google that. Yeah. Um, and and when I was saying that, uh, <laughs> this guy was getting really uh, irritated with me. And he was like, well, the housing market just can't go down. And he was, and I was like, whoa, hey, it's it's a market. It can, if there's more <laughs> supply than demand, it, it will go down. There's just, just kind of how it works. It can. Um, and I, I think it's <laughs> when a lot of people get emotionally invested into whatever their money's invested into, uh, they become defensive and less realistic. It seems that way. Yeah. There, there are those. Uh, what I hope for this audience, of course, is that we give, you know, the information as it is, and, you know, hopefully you can act upon it. Now, the more knowledge you have, the more understanding as to, as to what the tools are to work with, the better you're going to do with that. And so, for instance, you know, um, our students out there are probably going to get more out of this show than, 
people that haven't been through any of our courses. Yeah. Um, because I can give them the news as it is and they can look ahead and say, all right, I'll use these tools to make sure that everything's, you know, everything's still Mm -hmm. upward bound. Yeah. And just so people know, you know, the U S housing prices are tracked in the stock market through a ticker called IYR. Yeah. You can see the housing prices on a, on a chart. You could trade the housing prices if you wanted to. Yeah. Which is probably safer than buying the house. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Get the same thing out of it. You don't have to take a a huge risk of having your money tied up, right? Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So um, more pain for the mortgage market coming. Um, And I'm just going to make that statement because of the statement of a Federal Reserve chair. You're going to get death threat now. I'm going to get death threats. That's right. (laughs) Yes. Kansas City Federal Reserve President Esther George has urged her colleagues to come to terms earlier rather than later on a plan for the U.S. central banks to exit the mortgage-backed securities, MBS. All right. Now, if they exit that, there's going to be less money and especially less cheap money for mortgages. Mm Mm-hmm likely pushing the mortgage rates up. All right. Likely. I'm not in charge of this. I didn't say it. I'm just reporting it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's hard to get away from those numbers. All right. The the Fed currently holds $2.6 trillion worth of mortgage-backed securities. And what George referred to, as, and this is what George referred to as an enormous share that raises questions and about about the appropriate extent of the central bank's presence. Okay, now, them buying this up in the first place allowed mortgages to expand at a much more rapid pace mm-hmm. than they otherwise would have, right? So in a normal market, a bank has to come up with uh, the money for that, and they usually take it for a couple of months. They'll take a mortgage for a couple of months or up to the first year when most of what the payment is is going into interest, yeah, but not paying off the house, and then they'll sell off, uh, you know, that the the payment of that house to somebody else in a mortgage-backed security, uh, and that's for more long-term type um, investors. And there weren't enough of those out there to help the housing uh, prices to continue to climb like they were, and so the central bank simply started buying them, and that allowed things to continue going. Now, of course, what we got was massive gains in housing prices, which would not have been possible without the accommodation of the central bank. Yeah. And and just, just for that, what comes up must come down, right? Yes. We talked about that in every market. Yeah, this is Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Now, what we saw was a two-year Eiffel Tower. It was huge. Yeah. So, you know, if you bought a house in 2007, you didn't actually get back to the same, you didn't recover your money nationwide mm-hmm. um, until 2018, meaning that the housing price didn't come back up to the same price it was in 2007 until 2018 Yeah, um, nationwide. Now, all of the sudden after 2018, it was creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And then during 2020, 2021, it just exploded. I mean, there was explosive growth and we're talking about 19%, 22% in one year. Yeah. Well, the GDP doesn't sustain that. So yeah. how did it happen? How, do, how does something like that even happen? Okay. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but there are, there are ramifications for it. And having purchased a house, trying to recover the money or getting back to the same price in order to sell it off at the same price 
is likely going to take some time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, oh, we're going to recover and uh, one, two years from now, we'll be able to sell for the same price. Likely not. You know, you can't have an Eiffel Tower. Can't. We've not. never had an Eiffel Tower like that where, where it just it doesn't come back. Yeah, where yeah. It, it hasn't taken decades to recover. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, because it moves out of, out of its its norm. All right. There is an average growth rate, and that is usually tied to the GDP. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, Want to get to one other thing, and then we'll talk about um, and then we'll talk about the the M two or not the M two the, uh, the the GDP. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So at 10 a.m. Eastern time uh, this last week on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, the, uh, the ET released the index of the leading indicators, and it just came in worse than expected. Yep. So all the data, all that data tells us that the economy is heading uh, towards slowing more sharp, sharply than thought. And every time since at least 1959 that the index has dropped more than 1% on a year-over-year basis, then recession is hit in the subsequent months. And this, according to, uh, you know, Jim Reed, he's a Deutsche Bank guy. Anyway, there have been no false positives. How bad is it right now? Well, the index just fell 1% month on month for the third straight month. Oh. That is 7.4% year on year down. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Similar to the drops witnessed in the late 70s recessions and the dot-com crash and the COVID crash. God, I just want this rug pull. Man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the financial crisis was so bad uh, that the index fell more than 20% back in all three of those. Okay. Um, and we've already fallen, I know, but these are new numbers. And so he's expecting another drop yeah, just and like it, that. And I actually, I've heard less of people saying that this is the bottom. I think there are more people out there that are looking at this. They're like, wait a second. This might actually last a little bit longer. Yeah, this we might spent not be the bottom. All last year, saying that things were the bottom, but now we're down <laughs> a little bit, and we're like, uh, "This actually might be a problem." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and we talked about this. We've talked about this in shows past. You know, um, the reason that we have recovered over the last two crashes, right, two thousand nine, the two thousand eight nine crash, and the um, and the the recent COVID crash. Yeah. The reason that we were able to to get out of it so quickly. The reason that it hit bottom and then jumped right back out was because the federal reserve was there throwing money, just printing money and throwing it at the market. Guess what's not going to happen this time. According to the federal reserve, they're not going to print money and bail us out. So they did that and they caused themselves a bunch of debt that they're now trying to get rid of. Right. Which means that we've got, you know, that this is going to be a a much more, much more protracted process. And that's what we need to expect. Now, that could be bad or it could be good. Let me just throw this out there, okay? Um, According to the British media and government, they have noticed that uh, during the downturn over the last few years, the rich are getting richer. (laughs) Who would have thought? Now, this is, they've noticed this, I don't know, for the, 25th time or something like that because every time <laughs> every time there's a you know a, a downturn in the economy the rich get richer and you've got to wonder to yourself how do the rich get richer during economic downturns 
Yeah, because it's taking people, when the market goes down, it's taking money from people who don't know what they're doing, and it's putting it in the hands of people who do know what they're doing. You know, that sounds so dirty, but it's true. Yeah, Um, I mean, that's that's just how it works. (laughs) Yeah, the the thing is, is that that during downturns, there is a lot of profit out there. You just, you've got to know how to to do it, or at least you've got to know how not to lose. Mm Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's ways not to lose. There are things that don't go down when everything else goes down. Or to start minimizing losses so you don't yeah. outweigh all the profits you've made. Right. Um, it comes down to what do you know? You know? Do you know how to, do you know where to go and do you know how to get there? And do you know what to do in order to make sure that you're right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people are absolutely terrified of the markets, not because the markets are scary, but because they don't understand them. Yeah. You know, what is it about the markets that that I can do? There's there's I can't control the markets and therefore it's just this scary thing that every once in a while robs you know, robs my retirement my piggy account. bank. Yeah. <laughs> no, no that's true. You know, and this this should this should be a wake up call to everybody because the thing is is you spend 40 years working towards retirement, 40 years saving for retirement, putting money away, having it invested and hoping that the money is working harder for you than you did for it. Mm -hmm. And then all of the sudden you get into retirement or you get close to retirement and and one of these downturns happens and 50% of everything that you saved over 40 years disappears. Yeah. And then you're trying to live off of the other 50%, but as it's trying to grow back up, it's not yeah. growing as much because you're using it. Yeah. You have less to let it grow. Yeah. So what is it that the rich know that allows them to gain during these time frames that doesn't, you know, that where everybody else is losing that you don't know? All right. Well, it turns out that we teach these things. We teach them in our three-hour power trading and investing workshop. This is a wonderful opportunity to come in, learn a little bit more about the markets, how they work and what the tools, rules, and strategies are for the professionals handling their own money. Professionals handle their own, handling their own money do much better than professionals handling a lot of people's other money, right? Because mm-hmm. they care about their own money a lot more, and so they use more tools. You should learn those tools. They're not difficult. Come in and find out, all right? Uh, we've got a free class. It's just three hours, and we've got it different days of the weeks in different locations. So give us a call and get registered. The number is 8448-TRADER. That's 8448-872337. Or text the word INCOME to 25029. That's the word INCOME to 25029. We'll see you after the break. 